inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling Yes, it is time for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program sponsored by the Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Polly Construction on Gregory Drive in South Burlington, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway, East Montpelier Road. By these Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and more in Waitsfield. By Menard's family-owned True Value Store, Brooklyn Street, Morrisville. Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. For store locations and hours, go online, sticksandstuff.com. By PNR Lumber, Route 15 in Walcott, for all your family mill lumber for every project. Check out PNR Lumber on Facebook. By Guy's Farm and Yard, four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Check out their website, guysfarmandyard.com and by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel they are open now and busy and they also sponsor the In the Garden podcast dandelionacres.com well today's the day you know a lot of gardening taking place you have questions you have comments give us a call at 802-244-1777 I'm surprised he's not in the garden he's in the studio Here's Peter Burke. <laughs> I will be in the garden later when things cool off a little bit <laughs> <laughs> with my bug net and uh, and bug spray. So uh, I will be in the garden later. Yeah, black flies are gearing up for the season. <laughs> Oof, yes, they are. Yeah, and they're hungry for blood. I'm afraid. Um, so yes, you're right. This is the the t- the beginning of the warm weather, and uh, we can expect uh, roughly 120 days of frost-free gardening. Um, that's uh, one of the reasons that Memorial Day is always considered the beginning of the garden season. Although I I do like to remind people that there really almost there are five different seasons that. You can garden in, and, and uh, we've planted stuff early already with the spinach and the radishes and the peas, and all those things are up because they actually like the cold weather. But now we need to focus on the warmer weather, weather crops. And um, I had mentioned uh, last week about the soil temperature was just as important as the air temperature. We often think that... The only thing that's important is whether it's over 32 degrees or not. Um, so I checked all of my beds with a, uh, a you know, soil thermometer, and um, almost all of them were well over 60, and most of them were actually 68 degrees. So that's uh, that's pretty much good for anything and everything that you want to plant. Um, uh, 
you know, well, of course, uh, tomatoes and zucchini, uh, of course, green beans and winter and summer squash, uh, cucumbers, corn, basil, eggplants, peppers, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the whole, the whole spiel, all of them, uh, tomatillos. Um, new this year, I'm planting, uh, well, I have done these before with sort of, uh, so so luck because the chipmunks were were eating them the ground cherries or sometimes called the husk cherry and uh the uh I'll be planting uh, six of those this this year and and putting them on a trellis or in a uh, tomato cage and, and I'm looking forward to that because um in uh, one of the uh, ladies at work uh, grows them for her family and the kids just love them and I thought, well, that's a that's a good way to fill out the the need for fresh fruit. So we're we're going to give those a, another try and try to protect them this year from the um, chipmunks. So you might be interested in those, Joel, because your <laughs> chipmunks will love them. <laughs> My chipmunks are out there. They are. You know, they are teasing me. They just kind of sit on the front step and say, "What are you going to drop some more seeds?" And yeah, I do what I do. yeah. So you have to ask, "Hey, you guys like uh, hush cherries?" And they'll say, "Yeah, <laughs> yum, yeah, yum. yeah, yeah." Put them in. We'll we'll take care of them. Don't you worry. <laughs> you won't even have to pick any. <laughs> so anyway, um, e- even though we have had a little bit of rain uh, this week, um, we still need to. To water because it really wasn't uh, a full inch of rain. Um, so whatever, uh, if you do have uh, uh, things growing, your lettuces or whatever, uh, make sure you get out there and give them a good watering. That's uh, we just haven't had enough that will really soak in and and uh, take care of those guys. So uh, at this point, if you have the lettuces and stuff, you might want to consider putting a little uh, fish emulsion in there, uh, just a dilute solution. Uh, to water with, and that that'll give those uh, greens a, a little bit of a boost. And that would be that would be my plan anyway. Um, a lot of what we're going to be planting today and tomorrow, and uh, maybe even into next weekend. You know, you don't have to plant everything. Uh, you know, on this weekend, you can plant some of the things you that you want. Um, uh, particularly if you're in a cold hollow and it might be getting down to, you know, 38, 36 degrees, you might want to hold off on your, your tomatoes until next weekend. And, you know, they're still growing, even though in the pot, they're still growing. Um, the, uh, if you're planting the, the starts or your, or your sets, as some people call them, uh, you want to make sure that they've been hardened off. Now, most of the ones you get from the garden center, whether it's um, Agway or Bluefield or or uh, any of the the uh, garden centers, uh, K Farm, most of them basically have been hardened off because they they keep them uh, in the greenhouse. But there's ton, there's a lot of sun in the greenhouse, and they don't heat them at this point in in the game. So they they've become acclimated. And if you're using them, then you don't have to worry about that. The second thing is you want to plant them into perfect soil. And, and, uh, I'm sure you've all heard my, my garden basics. Uh, you know, the perfect soil, um, is the peat moss for making light perlite, um, and, uh, compost. 
And that's a growing medium. So it's real important that you have a good, fine, you know, know, growing medium to put your sets in. That's what they've been growing in. And and the more you can duplicate that, the quicker the roots will reach out and, and, uh, um, you know, get set in and, and, um, so take a take a look at that, and even if you just put a handful of potting soil in the, in a hole as you plant them, that's a big help right there. And then once they're in, once they're set in, you want to give them a, a good watering with uh, with a fish emulsion or a seaweed fish emulsion um, um, bath, you know, to uh, to give them a little a little boost there in the fertility and a fertilizer. I mean, uh, when you take the, the sets out of the package, right, you want to loosen those roots up a little bit. Um, you know, you just, just enough to, to get them to, um, to accept the, the soil and the water and so that they'll reach out rather than down and in or wrap around themselves. Cause that's what they've been doing. When they're growing down, they'll, they'll grow down and then they'll start to circle around and, uh, around in a little ball, so sometimes they get uh, they get bound up in there, and you want to loosen them out a little bit. And then certain ones, certainly like tomatoes, for instance, you want to uh, plant them deeper in the soil than where they were in the pot. Um, you know, the ground line is is can um, in the pot. You can actually clip off a couple of the uh, uh, stems with the leaves, clip those off and put the, um, the set or the start down on the ground. So there's, oh, maybe three or four inches above the ground, um, where you've gone ahead and clipped off all the, the, um, the stems with their leaves. And that way, uh, there'll be a, a nice uh, root ball there that will, um, that will develop right in the soil those first six inches or so. You no need to go any deeper than six inches. And, and the fact is, is if you've, you've got those really leggy tomatoes, um, go ahead and lay them down at six inches and, and, uh, and then just let the, the, just the top three or four inches, uh, uh, above the ground. That way, uh, the roots will develop on that stem. And that's, that's, um, that's for something like tomatoes. Uh, most of your other plants, uh, most of your cabbage, uh, family plants, uh, certainly peppers and eggplants, uh, you don't want to plant them, uh, as drastically deep as you do with the, uh, to the tomatoes. You know, you, we've all seen anybody who's grown tomatoes who see that, you know, down near the, the soil, they'll actually start to put out these little white bumps where, where they're reaching out to root a little bit more. And so that's just the nature of the, the tomato plant. Um, for, uh, for most of the rest of them, Matter of fact, even with the tomato plants, I actually leave a small well, you know, maybe about the, the depth of the, of your, of your hand cupped, you know, so it's maybe an inch or so. And this way, when you go to water, if you water, um, right near the stem of the plant, it's actually gonna cup, it's gonna cup that water and have it flow down in, 
root to the root, and uh, uh, that way that the water goes where it's needed, and that's in the in the root ball underneath. So you can give it just a slight cup. Uh, for that water. And if you can, uh, like me, uh, you know, I'm going to plant this afternoon, and that's better than planting the first thing in the morning, particularly on a hot day like it's going to be today's um, and super sunny. Uh, that gives them an overnight to kind of set in a little bit. Um, if you see that your plants are sunburned, more or less the the leaves turn white after a day or two in the sun. That that just means that you haven't hardened them off correctly, and uh, most most of your plants will recover from that. So try not to worry too much in that case. Um, let's see, what else have we got going? Uh, what else could we plant? Oh boy, there's just there's so many things now and. Uh, the new thing that I'm growing is that, uh, that, uh, ground cherry. Now, if you, if you're planting onions, um, you know, you can still plant your onions now if you use the, either, uh, uh, you can't use seeds because the seeds are just take too long to grow. They're over a hundred days anyway. And so what you want is, uh, to either use the, the plants, you know, which are, look like little, uh, little, little miniature onions, you know, you can use those or you can go ahead and plant the, the sets, the little tiny baby bulbs there. Um, and those can be planted now as well. Uh, there's, there's still enough time for them to, to grow and, and, um, and mature and, and cure. Uh, for us here in, uh, uh, in Vermont, uh, and in the sort of the northern half of the, of the United States and Canada, there's a, you want a long day. If you were buying, you know, seeds or if you're getting, uh, sets, you want long day sets. Now, and, uh, there's a couple of groups, uh, around, uh, central Vermont that, that buy, uh, big, big batches of, uh, of onion sets from someplace in Texas like Dixon's or, um, but I've noticed that the onion sets are available right here for, from almost all of our garden centers and the, their, um, and even, uh, uh, shallots at, at, uh, I saw Agway had shallots and so all those things are available now and they can be planted now with good success. I wouldn't, um, right now what you can harvest, of course, if you have planted your your radishes, you start should start to see some of the you know uh, uh, marble size uh, uh, radishes start to mature and hopefully uh, bigger like little cherry sizes or or cherry tomato size and those you should be able to harvest. Um, I'm harvesting. Uh, the Egyptian onions, uh, use, I use those mostly like scallions and, uh, I was at the Hungerman Co-op, uh, uh, yesterday and they had this, this, uh, the grab and go dish was, was, uh, the small red potatoes cut up and boiled and then, and then, uh, apparently they were stir fried with, uh, just some very big, uh, uh, scallions and, and salt and pepper and they were, butter and they were really delicious so uh, this is a good time of year to use up those scallions and 
and in your salads or along with the spinach that you could be harvesting right now. Um, what's uh, the other things, of course, are uh, the tatsoi and the claytonia and the um, uh, miner's lettuce and all of those early, early uh, greens that the, that like the cold. So you can be harvesting all of those right now and making a great sound. Um, did I see you do? Do we have a call? Or? Oh, well, of course. We have to check in uh, and uh, are looking forward to checking in to uh, Lee Cattell at Nelson Ace Hardware. <laughs> where if yeah. yeah, what's good on the grill? Huh? Yeah, what's well, good on the grill? Whatever excitement is not taking place here in the garden <laughs> in our studios is taking place at Nelson Ace Hardware. Once again, here's Lee. Hey, hey, Peter, and hey. Uh, good afternoon, Joel. Glad to give you, glad to uh, get a minute from you here today at Nelson's Ace Hardware. In fact, I'm going to hand the phone over to uh, Bob Nelson here with a question, and then Peter, you and Joel can talk to him for a couple minutes. Bob, we, we're, the show is in the garden. People grow a yeah. lot of vegetables, and a lot of folks don't know about vegetables on a grill, but I bet you yeah. can tell me that uh, grilling is a perfectly acceptable place to put a veggie every once in a while. Yeah, so go right ahead and fire away. One, right? of, the, one of the best yes, places. Absolutely. You can, always, yeah, you can always do great vegetables on the grill, whether it's on a Weber, it's on a Traeger, it's on a Blackstone. Mm-hmm. You season them just right. You slice them just right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you put them in a pan to put them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you use a little uh, disposable pan like we're use it today uh, you can't beat it uh, fresh vegetables on the grill are the best yeah yeah for sure have you ever tried uh, uh grilling radishes grilling radishes i'm not a radish guy uh, <laughs> well, and, I... uh and neither is my wife uh, she's not big on radishes it's one of the few vegetables that i won't eat i'll eat most uh, so i, I have if not you, uh, radishes. if you grilled them you would you would uh they become a totally different vegetable you might like to you really should, you should really should try them yeah. So what does it bring out? It must not bring out the sharpness. That's, That's the thing right. That I, I'm not a big fan of no, the radish. No, it doesn't bring out the sharpness. It tastes more like a vegetable. Oh, like a uh, maybe a. I guess you might compare it to a, a, a cooked turnip or, you know, any oh. kind of a root vegetable, uh, even a beet. But they have their own flavor, and uh, uh, I use them in a stir fry all the time, and they're they're great on the grill. If you make a shiksha kebab, you can spear a radish and and sure. yeah, and put it in there, and adds uh, just a wonderful color to uh, yeah. to that. So. Anyway. Yeah, I'll have to try that. Like yeah. I say, uh, the the sharpness of the radish is what puts me off. But I, uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of my managers, Annette, who's who does mm-hmm. uh, who's on in the morning sometimes on Fridays, she loves radishes. So I'll have to make sure I'll have to ask her if she's done any <laughs> on the grill. <laughs> yep, and one of the easiest vegetables to grow most of the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Early, early. No, that sounds good. Some for the grill early on. <laughs> yep. I'm a mushroom guy. I like mushrooms a lot. My oh, wife yeah. and I do mushrooms quite a lot. You know, mm-hmm. and of course, typical peppers and onions. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got the J.E. Gould. <laughs> the J.E. Gould race car going by here. <laughs> I didn't look like Jeff driving it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beauty of live radio out behind the store, right? Well, I want you to sell, I want you to sell as many grills as you can. You could probably uh, roast a few mushrooms on his hood when he goes by like that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. well we've uh, we've enjoyed having you guys here today. It's uh, it's been a great day. We've been uh, very busy, and I know we've raised a lot of money for the Burlington Children's Hospital. And I'll just remind everybody that we're going to be doing that all through this coming week. 
with the exception of Sunday and Monday. This week, this weekend, we're closed. But uh, Tuesday through next Sunday, we're going to continue to take the five dollar donations or five tickets for twenty, and uh, we'll be drawing the following Monday and uh, letting the winners know when we'll be on our social media pages. And I'll announce it on Friday when I'm on the radio. Uh, that's great. I was in yesterday and bought a compost bucket, which is an essential part to every garden. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, believe it or not, the the one I had uh, uh, sprung a leak in the bottom after about ten years. So it's that it's, does happen. It does. Yes. It's done its duty for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that kind of makes a little bit of a mess too when uh, when they spring a leak like that. Yeah, yeah. My wife, I said, I think that thing has a leak, and I said, No, it couldn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> until Whoops. you picked it up and the bottom fell out of it, right? <laughs> well, it wasn't. No, it was a pinhole. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's still, good. still a little puddle underneath. It. So anyway, yeah, I got a real nice one there, and uh, and a coffee pot, and uh, there's a lot. You know, I got stuff for Super. the garden for sure. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. Okay, Bob, right. to let us know what, what your hours are today and how long the current event goes before uh, your uh, staff is able to enjoy the holiday themselves. So we'll be closing down the, uh, the, the food at 2 o'clock. We are here till 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, tomorrow and Monday, again, we are closed for uh, uh, to give my, my folks a couple of days off to relax and, uh, and visit their family that may be, uh, you know, that they're in memoriam of remembering and uh then we'll be back at it next uh next tuesday seven thirty to 6 Monday, uh, yeah, tuesday through friday next week business as usual well of course we appreciate yep. uh, everything you do and being part of the wdev family and uh what a wonderful weekend for all concerned uh, weather wise and otherwise so thank you for uh being part of our weekend as well today oh thank you again you guys have a great uh, a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next Friday. All right. We are WDEV. Our program is in the garden. We'd love to hear a uh, we'd love to hear a call from you, our listener, uh, questions or comments for Peter at eight zero two two four four one seven seven seven. And by golly, if um, uh, you know you're out and about shopping, in addition to stopping at Nelson's uh, Ace Hardware. A lot of fine people as well, helping you with all you need for your gardens and other things. Meet all of your gardening needs and desires at Dandelion Acres in Bethel. Make a statement with trees and shrubs. Grow your own vegetables and fruits with a selection of veggie starts, fruit trees, and berry bushes. And add color with annual and perennial flowers, including lush flowering hanging baskets. Don't forget the accents, unique statuary, pottery, and garden furniture plus soils, fertilizers, and mulches. Everything you need and lots of things you want in one place. Dandelion Acres in Bethel, online at dandelionacres.com. And our telephone number is open again at 802-244-1777. And here's Peter Burke. <laughs> yes, I got my new compost bucket, and it's full already. So, <laughs> the uh, I should put one underneath my microphone here, as people have been saying. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a manure pit would be better even. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. You had some pretty good looking compote there. Yeah. Oh, I sent you yeah, a picture of uh, the yeah. rhubarb. Uh, the... Thank you for the rhubarb. Oh, yeah. And boy, that, I, I made a cauldron. <laughs> oh, that's, full of it. yeah, that's great. And oh my gosh, just this year again is just phenomenal. Wonderful. Rhubarb. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. We've been passing it out to, <laughs> to folks at work and, and, uh, and, uh, it even earned me a couple, uh, a piece of, uh, strawberry rhubarb pie by mm. one of the girls at work. Her husband made, uh, strawberry rhubarb with, uh, actually with, uh, strawberry, it was, uh, blueberry rhubarb. Mm-hmm. And it was, was excellent. Very, I bet very you. I've good. never tried that, but, yeah. uh, it's crossed yeah. my mind because I've had the frozen strawberries from, mm-hmm. and I've had mm-hmm. all the frozen blueberries. Mm-hmm. I said, right. well, maybe one of these days we'll do that. Yeah. 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 The reason we said compote is that back when I was steward at my fraternity <laughs> in Middlebury, they would rename all my dishes. And I love making the, my big bowls of fruit compote for the brothers and their dates on the special and they all called it by fruit compost yeah yeah. you know my uh, everything Mm -hmm. everything was Was renamed my my breaded veal cutlets were dreaded veal cutlets (laughs) my american chop suey was american chop sewage that's grateful for you you know that's gratitude young young men going to an expensive college and this is what where they apply their their great intellect you know (laughs) renaming my dinner the one that had everybody guessing was the german shepherd pie we had a house dog who was a german shepherd and I always made a point of, uh, you know, putting the dog out in the backyard. When, when some people are, where, where is Foxy? Where is Foxy? <laughs> well, we're just having German Shepherd pie. No German Shepherds were at all hurt in my uh, making of my German Shepherd pie. I just wanted to put that on the record. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as much as uh, Memorial Day is, is uh, tips off uh, uh, the, the planting season, the garden season, um, it's actually there. There um, is time for some second plantings. If you planted your potatoes like we talked about in the first week or so of May, you can actually, uh, over the next two or three weeks, do a second planting of potatoes. And um, and those are uh, have plenty of time to grow and and uh, and uh, mature before the the last frost and even uh, beyond the last frost a little bit. So that's a second planting you could do. Also consider uh, some of the lettuces that we planted early on are actually preferred the cold, uh, but there are lettuces uh, like a romaine and an iceberg that don't mind the hotter weather. If you look at some varieties that might be labeled as a summertime lettuce or a summertime iceberg or, a, you know, it, it'll say on the package, uh, that it's that it grows well in the in the warmer weather, so those are things you can put in now and and have good luck with, and uh, it will add to your to your um, extend out your your lettuce and salad greens. The other one is um, oh let's see. Yeah, the romaine, the iceberg, your summer lettuce, uh, potatoes. Oh, um, a second planting of uh, your broccoli. If you put that in early, now's a good time to do a, a second planting of that. Although broccoli is very good as as far as being a succession plant because it puts out the, all the side shoots. But there are a, a few varieties that are best for the side shoots. But if you're getting, uh, if your variety is one that just is a, a big head and then you, um, uh, 
you, once you harvest that, you you take the plant out. So now you could uh, look at a second planting of of those. Um, let's see uh, the well. At naturally, it, it probably goes without saying, but make sure when you go out that you protect yourself properly. Um, both from the black flies. Uh, maybe you're not in a, a rural place like uh, we are, but right now the black flies will basically pick you up and carry you away. Um, and uh, they they're thick and and they it, the bites sometimes really react. I know my wife has a reaction to the black fly bites, and you know she gets so involved sometimes she just sort of ignores them and. And then she pays the penalty later on. So I recommend using a, a long sleeve T-shirt, um, a pair of gloves. Um, you tuck your uh, tuck your long pants into your socks so that they don't, you know, get up around your ankles. And then a, a bug net, you know. And there's a, quite a variety of them. I have one that's actually a baseball cap that's got a little pouch in the front. And it slips down over. We got it for when we used to canoe, uh, and the black flies were bad. You could wear it just like a regular baseball cap, and then when they got bad, you, all you had to do was unsnap it and roll it down, and it goes over your arms. And, again, you have to have the long sleeves. Um, I know down in, in Adamant at the Adamant Co-op, they sell a, one that's a, a long sleeve bug net that comes all the way down to the waist and basically covers you from head to, <coughs> excuse me, head to waist. <laughs> Give me a sec here. Um, Our number is uh, 244-1777. If uh, you have a comment or question about uh, gardening, I suspect so many people are out there in the garden, but... Uh, I have my head, my uh, mobile head, headset on, which I wear all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I started bringing in my mobile headset because they put a, I have to reach six feet in order to push some of the buttons here, Peter. And, uh, they gave me a five foot cord <laughs> on the headset. So it, it was a tough one. We, we do have now, a call. Now, on is the that a, a mobile head that you have or is no, it, is a, the set is mobile? No, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, like those old horror movies, you know, the back, back where they had those uh, grade uh, B horror movies back in the late 50s, there, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon. There was one that had heads in a bottle. Boy, I tell you, I still have nightmares about that. Yeah, really. We do have a call on the line. Let's check in. Good morning or good afternoon. You're in the garden. First name in town. This is just Nola calling from Ripton. Oh, hey, Nola. Hey. You're, you're my break time before I head back outside again. Oh, um, good. I'm glad we're good for something. Oh, you're good for a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Just a, a quick comment on gardens and people. And So we don't get a lot of visitors up here. It's, it's Ripton. There's nothing to do. It's boring. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Because we don't just, feel that way. Just the way you like it, right? Exactly. So I was down at the general store. This was the week before last. Uh, the general store took some greens, and all I did was walk in the store, and this man was there, and he said, I'll take one of those. I thought, oh, nice. Next thing, we're talking. Next thing you know, he's up at our house um, looking in the greenhouse, looking in the gardens. It was wonderful to mm-hmm. talk with someone. He's a resident of Lincoln, so not that far from here. We talked about the challenges of growing things in a 
let's say, not a pastoral environment, <laughs> but I made a friend. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. And then just three days later, this big, huge FedEx truck into our driveway. What's this? We don't do a FedEx. This guy gets out and he says, here, this is for you. And then he saw, I've got a real organic sign hanging on our fence. And he said, what do you think of that? He left an hour and a half later. (laughs) It was great. It's just, you know, there's clans of all kinds of people, but there are garden people, too. And it's it's nice to know that people care. Yep. And that's why you have your show on today. Yeah, well, that, I think that's that's very true, and it's fun because uh, um, when I talk to some people and they say, "Oh, yeah, I listen to your show," and uh, you know, not all of them, in fact, are are have a garden right now, but they're still interested in. in well, they hear uh, people what on like. the show, and they think if I can do it. Or if they can do it, I can do it too. I hope that's what they think. <laughs> and this is very true. If I can do it, I'm sure they can do it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to keep you all long. Um, so far, so good in the greenhouse. This is if we can make it through this warmth of the next week or two, and the grasshoppers yeah. don't show up, and that, it uh, will truly be a miracle. That was my next question: was Have you seen the grasshoppers? But it's a little early for them yet, isn't it? Well, well, I just hope they don't want to come back, and no wasps <laughs> yet either. So no wasps on the propane tanks, no grasshoppers <laughs> in the building. That's saying something. Good luck, good luck. Well, I I have um, I just spotted a uh, a woodchuck uh, or groundhog, uh-huh. if you might if you might call it, and 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 uh, of course I know now why they call it a groundhog. Oh. <laughs> when I when I looked around, one row of peas was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and the groundhog and hogged them up. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Well, all right, I'm going to give you a quick little Robert Frost poem. Good. Um, and then when you guys come to Ripton to talk about gardens with all of us someday, <laughs> you'll find Ripton because we have this poem posted. Um, we don't have a town green up here, but we have our three big town buildings, and in front of the church is this amazing, inviting poem. I'm going out to clean the pasture spring. I'll only stop to rake the leaves away and maybe wait to watch the water clear, I may. I shan't be gone long. You come, too. I'm going out to fetch the little calf that's standing by the mother. It's so young, it totters when she licks it with her tongue. I shan't be gone long. You come, too. So that's our invitation to come to (laughs) <laughs> so, be well and that's good that's very good that's yeah, very good I have my uh, my grandson's up this weekend and uh, I have the uh, my second batch of potatoes all ready to go I'm planting some uh, golden and some uh, some Kennebec some mm-hmm. nice big or- ones and they're all sort of greened up I greened them up um, uh, a little bit so um you know, so this, the sprouts that are coming out are, are greening and ready to go. So. All right. Well, I, I don't feel guilty for being late with potatoes. I am. Uh, no, I, no. I have to shut up. But I'm currently sniping another piece of our driveway. It's got two big loads of uh, composted cow manure from Foster's on it. Yeah. Spread them out. 
Mm-hmm. Put potatoes in there. All right. With hopes that unlike all the friends that called me and said, oh, my potatoes, they got hit by frost. <laughs> I can say mine are in the refrigerator. <laughs> well, so going uh, out soon. What I, what I, that's right. That's what I want to emphasize is that you're not late with your potatoes. <laughs> yeah, well, and why stop trying? You know, keep on gardening till the snow flies in November. Yep. We won't stop. Be well. All Thank right, you. Nola. Thanks for the thanks for the poem and tip. Thank you, Nola. Bye-bye. We do have on the line Ellen in Berlin right now, so let's go to our next caller. You're on the air and you're in the garden. Well, I'm not in the garden right now. I came in for lunch, so I tuned in a little late, and maybe you've talked about this, but I have tomato transplants and peppers and eggplant and cauliflower, all the little starts. I know peppers and tomatoes you can plant deeper than where they're growing. What about cauliflower and eggplant and broccoli? Uh, the uh, the cold plants, um, you don't want to plant really deeper. Uh, they, they won't. Uh, what really um, is the issue is is you plant it deeper because it will send out roots from the stem. Um, right. Uh, the tomato does that in spades, and even if it's not in touch with the soil, it sort of sends out feelers sometimes. Uh, and the same with the other one. Uh, but the cold plants generally, those you want to do pretty much at ground level, or like I said, maybe in a little dish. Uh, so you wouldn't want to make them, the, you wouldn't want to put them deeper. So if they're a little leggy, are they going to make it? Mm, if they're a little leggy, that's, that's not going to help you plant them deeper. Um, uh, let's see. I guess what you could do if they're a little leggy is to mound up a little uh, yeah, you could go ahead and put them a little bit deeper, but the the problem with this is sometimes that will create rot on the stem because okay. it's not um, it's not really well suited for for being underground. And you'll okay. if you'll notice right, um, unlike a cauliflower or, or a, uh, a broccoli, or it has sort of a waxy coating on the stem. Whereas right. if you look at your uh, your your other plants, uh, like the tomato, they have sort of a hairy, um, you know, and they're very soft-skinned. Uh, right. So it's, you know, the difference is, is, you know, one will set roots from there and the other one won't. So if you go too deep with that, I mean, if you want to go a little bit deeper, but I'd be cautious about going. Okay. You know, like you well, do with your tomatoes, you go, can go four or five or six inches deep, and that's fine. Right. But I wouldn't All right. Know. Okay. Let's. What, good what did you I'll say just, you were planting today? Oh, I have some cauliflower, some uh, cabbage, uh, but they're they're a little leggy, and so that's why I was thinking, oh, are they going to make it? But I may just throw <laughs> some seeds. <in. laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do second plantings of those for sure. Um, if you're worried about them, just take a stick and and uh, put a. Uh, you know, a piece of Velcro about them, and once they oh, to hold them up, yeah, just to hold them up because uh, they'll be susceptible to to a hard rain or uh, or uh, you know high wind. 
Okay. So, so give them a little a little TLC that way. Make sure you you give them a, a little fish fertilizer or fish and sea kelp fertilizer uh, liquid, and, and they'll they'll uh, they'll do fine. Okay, great. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, Donald. Thanks for the call. Good to hear from you. Um, and we have uh, Terry, in, Terry in, Springfield, in Springfield, our buddy. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Terry. Hey, how you doing all up there? Oh, you know, we're doing fine. How are you doing down there? <laughs> uh, doing all right. Getting older every day, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'd like to know when's the best time to transplant narcissus and daffodil bulbs. They're all bloomed by, of course, but... Uh, they need to be separated, and i got to relocate them. But when's the best time to do that so that they will bloom again next year? Well, you you want to make sure that they're, they're finished blooming, you know. That's, oh, they're definitely that, finished blooming, yeah. Okay, they, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I might actually cut the tops, if you're planning on pulling them up, cut the tops and let them cure a little bit. You know, like you would with a, a an onion, you know, you when you're curing your onions, you fold the tops over. And oh they, yeah, and they cure a, a little bit so that they form a nice skin around them. Other than that, you know, just about any time is is okay to divide them. It a lot just depends on, um, you, you know, when when what circumstances are. We've you know done uh, landscaping stuff and just said, oh, we got to move those, and we just move them. And they, you know, they're they're. I've got two. Two bunches that are so clustered together, they hardly bloomed oh. at all this year. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. So it's definitely time. Definitely they were fighting, time. you know, they're fighting for the, the yep. space. Yep, yep. What formula do you recommend for fertilizing? Uh, with the bulbs, you mostly want something that's, uh, that's high in the, the potash. You know, you don't want nece- necessarily something like a bone meal or, you know, some, oh, something yeah. that has a, uh, a high potash. Uh, you know, you could use a general fertilizer, but you want to make sure you put something in there that's got a lot. What about a five ten ten? Well, see, a five ten ten, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, uh, but if you if you can, for the most part, the bulbs are pretty self sufficient. Don't need an awful lot of fertilizer, but I no, a, a little bit would be fine. A five ten ten would be that would be what you were looking for. Something that's yeah, not a high I do it like high I nitrogen. Put a heavy dose on them. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I said, "Oh my gosh, Mr. Cardinal just arrived to see if my bird feeder's out." It's not because uh, I don't bring it out till four o'clock in the afternoon. Then I take it in at night. No kidding. Why? Why do you do that? Well, because you're not supposed to feed the birds with bears around, and I don't have bear up here, but. When I'm home, I put the bird feeder out at 4 o'clock or thereabouts, as long as I'm home, yeah. and uh, watch what comes. And I've also had an indigo bunting, oh, male good. indigo bunting feeding oh. a feeder. I've never seen that in all my life before. Oh, that's great. That's great. Beautiful. I know. Yep. About the chickadee. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's so much fun watching them, for sure. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks a lot for the info. Yeah, yep. So, uh, yeah, make sure you... Uh, uh, make sure you just let them dry out or cure just a little bit with a, you know, like you would an onion. That's, that oh, okay. Be, you know, and then put them back in. Then yep. put them back in, yeah. Yep. Sounds good. All right, okay, Terry. Well, well, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and make sure Joel keeps behaving himself. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> no promises there, buddy. No promises. <laughs> hey, I hope to see you 
at the farm show next January, though I may not be exhibiting. I'll just be there attending. Okay, well, we'll uh, find a place to bend the elbow. That's what we'll do then. <laughs> okay. Right. Take care, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> nice, nice to hear from Jerry. And he's uh, 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 hit something in mind here, and I, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Oh, goodness. My gracious. train has left the station, I tell you. <laughs> <Your train. laughs> yeah, yeah, it went with Hogwarts, right? right. <laughs> yeah, well, if uh, anybody has advice on how to deal with that woodchuck, uh, uh, probably the, the, I will probably, uh, well, up the the twenty two and I uh, know I uh, say just extend love. And, nah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I actually want to to put stuff in the freezer from that garden. <laughs> uh, Got to put the woodchuck in the freezer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where I draw the line right there. <laughs> no, I tell you, it is it is crazy. I mean, I used to have you know do everything I could to take care of the garden. And I do. I do have that uh, the uh, monofilament. For the fishing line for the deer, I also have the Irish Spring Soap, which I put all around there, and uh-huh. that seems to keep a lot of critters away and everything. But then I see Mama Raccoon or Mama uh, you know, uh, Woodchuck mm-hmm. with the little mm-hmm. ones, and mm-hmm. uh, my heart just melts. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, it's God's creatures. <laughs> My, yeah, yeah. Well, my, my neighbor had uh, probably one of the biggest oak trees I ever saw, and it finally uh, toppled over. You know, the center was was pretty uh, pretty hollow, and and toppled over. And <laughs> within the next week, there was like fourteen squirrel nests up in our <laughs> right around our house. You know, they were they, they were. Uh, running for the hills, basically, and uh, and of course uh, that started the oak trees coming up in my in my garden. You know, they they were burying their their acorns. Well, I tried to squirrel-proof my attic, and uh, I think they stopped by my window asking for peanuts by and, and adding, uh, and thank you for insulating our home upstairs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I really like that stuff you put in. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. keeps it nice and warm in the winter. Yeah. I think we have another caller here, and uh, let's try this one. First name... No, I guess we don't. All right. Okay. Okay. But uh, if uh, anybody, we have a few minutes and 244-1777 will get through to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next week. And here it comes again. 244-1777. Uh, first name in town and you're on the air and in the garden. Hello. This is Lawrence in Marshfield. Hey, Lawrence. Hey, Lawrence. How's it going? Hey, guys. Well, Nola's beautiful poem by Robert Frost Wasn't that... inspired Connie. Oh. She came out with the book Moment to Moment by David Budville, and this is his poem called The Young Woodchuck. His burrow emerged from underground exactly between two healed rows of potatoes, and for ten days after he first broke through, through to daylight, he must have thought he arrived in Shangri-La or in Beulah land. The opening to his burrow protected by the dense foliage of potatoes and two feet away pumpkin and squash and a row of parsley, succulent leaves of green beans, Swiss chard, collard greens, four kinds of lettuce, 
and rows of cabbages and broccolis. And for dessert, the pungent leaves and flowers of marigold high summer, warm and bright in this conicopia until yesterday. At midday, I waited for him to appear, and when he did, when he sat up and looked around, as he always do, I put the shotgun to my shoulder and sent a charge of pellets through his ear. Death came from out of nowhere, mm. ten days in paradise, mm. and suddenly only his body in that agony. Mm. He on his back, his legs pawing the air as if he was already digging a burrow in another place. I hear you. I hear you. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. They're hard to get rid of. They're very very hard to. They're hard. Have a hard traps and try to figure out what will bring them in. It's more delicious than what's already outside the trap. (laughs) Absolutely. You know who could blame them, really? But it's very, very hard to bargain with uh, chipmunks and groundhogs and. Uh, they 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 don't want to take a share. They want they don't want to share anything. They want it all. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. If if you know where the hole is, I mean, mm. usually you have more than one. But mm-hmm. uh, you can maybe set up a, a trap by the hole and mm-hmm. put sucking wind things in. But it's a lot of times it. But they usually have more than one. So. Yeah, and I and I did I did that with a with a Hevhart style trap, and you know I tried cantaloupe, I tried the uh, there's a couple of scents that you can buy that supposedly you know is irresistible to them. They ignored all of it and never took even one step towards that trap, and I had it you know in front of all the different holes, and uh, so. My son finally said, well, I'll keep the 22 close by. If I see him, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Well, one year, uh, uh, Connie was going out to harvest some vegetables, and she had her kitchen knife with her. And out of some of the dense uh, plants popped a woodchuck right in front of her. Oh, no. And she started yelling and chasing it with that knife. And, you know, it, it it disappeared and never came back the whole summer. I probably would, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I've heard other, our friend Tony Mayhew said the same mm-hmm. thing, that mm-hmm. he he caught a, he chased the woodchuck out of his garden, and he just kept on running and running after it and yelling at it. And he said it never came back that summer. So uh, well, I'll have to give that a try. Him enough, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to give that a try, Lawrence. That's that's a good one. Castor oil. They say they hate the smell of that. So uh, I'll I'll give this give that a try again. It probably won't work again, but you know. Yes. Well, good luck. Okay. Yeah. Th- thank Thanks. you. I appreciate, appreciate your call. And uh, when the woodchucks become the dominant species, <laughs> they'll remember your names. That's all I can say. We've got uh, Glenn. <laughs> and who knows the way the world is going. That could happen within weeks. The um, Glenn in Brookfield is hey, on the line with us here today. Welcome. Welcome. We Hi, you guys. Uh, when it comes to woodchucks, I usually call every year. Yeah, I've got the plan here. Okay, plan. Um, I'm writing it down. Uh, uh, and I know I've shared it with you before, but I use an electric fencer. Uh-huh. It's a sol- solar charge fencer. Yep. And I run wires, um, two wires around the garden, one about 
two inches high and the other one about five inches high. Yep. And no woodchucks or skunks or anything ever go. That, that works like a charm. Let me tell you that. It uh, wasn't uh, on my property, but was on a friend's that we did this, and that does work like a charm. Mm. If I only had the energy, I'd, uh, I'd had that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've had woodchucks, you know, right close to it, but they never, they never, they never go in it. The first year I planted my garden here, they annihilated it. Oh, yeah. So I had to, come, yeah. I had to come up with a plan, and that, that did the I can't job. remember where I heard the idea, but it works great, and I just wanted to share that. Well, I appreciate you calling and reminding us, <laughs> Glenn. No problem. I love the show, and <laughs> well, I appreciate great. you guys. It's well, a lot of laughs. I laugh the whole time you're on. <laughs> I tell you, if it wasn't if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Price Chopper down the road, if I had to depend on my garden to survive, <laughs> I'd lose a hundred pounds each uh, year. That's for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, well, have a good day. And have okay. a good Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, you too. All the best. Well, I guess we've done enough damage for one day. <laughs> for one day. And uh, so, uh, oh, that's what I was looking at. What am I going to talk about next week? Oh, I don't know. I, we'll I, be here next week. Everything's scheduled. Yeah. Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait is a it, minute. It's tom- next week, the Red Sox? Oh, that's week? June 3rd. Yes, that's what I've been. Yeah. That was, uh, I have it even written down on my notes here somewhere. <laughs> I believe it is June 3rd. I have it, it is June 3rd. Guys, we will not be back here next week. Yeah, I have it written on my calendar, but being an old school guy, my calendar is a paper calendar, and it's on the wall in the kitchen. But yeah, I do believe yeah. it's a Red Sox doubleheader, so they got one starting in the noon hour. That That's right. kind of obliterates yep. the yep. In the Garden program. And then yeah. we got another for your dining and dancing pleasure in the afternoon. So <laughs> hey, Twice on the Red Sox. Do yep. you even have to come in? I I might not have to, you know. Yeah. But, uh, well, no. you know. I, anyway. I, mean, I, can't, um, I just can't stay away. I just love those 23 steps coming up here. <laughs> it gets easier every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's quite the climb. But, uh, yeah, so next week, uh, the Red Sox will be on at, uh, at noonish, I yeah, think, is the pregame. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we are preempted. Um, and we will catch you back on, uh, would be the June 10th, I guess. Um, and we'll talk garden again. And in the meantime, of course, there's the, the podcasts and all those good things. So, and that will be happening in the garden. And, and we'll we see will see you in the garden. Indeed, sure. indeed, indeed. Inch by inch. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling. In the Garden, brought to you by some great sponsors and great places that are, most of them, quite, quite busy today and with good reason. The Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. One of those, they've got everything stores. Poly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington. You need it built or fixed, they'll do it. One call does it all. Poly Construction. By Montpelier Agway, your locally owned Montpelier Agway. East Montpelier Road. 
These flowers and garden shop, flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, house plants, potting supplies, they're up in Waitsfield. By Menard's family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. Pull right in. By Clossard's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. You know where the Spank Puppy is? Right diagonally across the street, Clossard's. Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. There's one. Virtually everywhere. Check out store locations and hours, sticksandstuff.com. By PR Lumber, Route 15 and Walk It. Family milled lumber for all your projects. Check out PR Lumber on Facebook. Guys, Farm and Yard, four locations throughout the area to serve you. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guysfarmandyard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel, as we've been mentioning, uh, the sponsor of the In the Garden podcast, and a great website of their own, dandelionacres.com. Check us uh, uh, on the air, not next week, but in two weeks. We'll be back on WDEV and In the Garden.